Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters Innovation, your source for all things innovation. My name is Adam Torres. You can, you can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of our upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Rob Ortiz on the line, and he's Director of AI over at Keyence. Rob, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. All right, so I'm, I'm really excited about today's uh, topic. So the facts and myths of AI, artificial intelligence. Uh, so a uh, hot topic. I think people use the buzzword to mean a lot of things right now that it may or may not mean, and we're going to get into that with you. Um, but before we do, let's get into uh, Kian. So first, talk a little bit more about the company and what you do, please. Yeah, so Kians is one of those names. Uh, Forbes actually calls us the most important company that no one's heard of. So what we do is we actually make a bulk of the sensing devices that go into and are used with just about anything. So even the devices that everybody's using right now to listen to this podcast, be it a, a cell phone, a tablet, a, a receiver inside of a vehicle, anything along those lines, even your PC, they go through different manufacturing processes or a delivery or retail, however it gets to the customer. All the devices from like barcode readers to temperature sensors to vision systems to anything like that that goes into either the development of it or the distribution of it, we make a lot of those. So we do a ton of the work in making it possible for the product that everybody loves to actually make it into your hands. That's awesome. Um, and I think that is a, uh, a great transition for us to get into today's topic. So uh, facts or myths, AI, are, are, the, are the robots taking over? Tell me, tell me the word, Rob. <laughs> so, being that we have such a history in sensing devices, we basically make a lot of the products that collect all the information. So, we even talk about data. We talk about information, right? Those are coming from different devices that are capturing and collecting information, be it the GPS chip in your cell phone or uh, a barcode reader at your, your local retailer or something along those lines. Now, machine learning, artificial intelligence, all that, that's all buzzwordy and there's a ton of people out there that have listened to, uh, you know, read a few too many sci-fi books or watched an episode of Terminator or something like that, and they're like, okay, this is, this is kind of scary. This is what's going to be coming after us and taking our jobs and things along those lines. And while it is probably true that this is a new technology that's going to make some pretty big innovations forward for the workforce, machine learning and, and AI specifically, and I'll just use the word AI uh, to cover the whole, whole gamut of things, there's so much that's overhyped on it and a lot of things that just aren't understood. And one of the main ones is just the fact that we use AI today literally every single day and nobody even realizes it. Uh, most people, it's estimated about 80% of Americans use a GPS when they drive from one location to another, right? Who hasn't used like a Google Maps or something along those lines? And those are great examples of, of an AI system. They're looking at an infinite number of different ways of getting from point A to point B, taking into consideration traffic, and saying, ah, this is the fastest way to get there. We use them in things like uh, Netflix. You turn on Netflix, and all of a sudden, a little window pops up and says, hey, you might enjoy this show. In those cases, it's just looking at the data for what shows you've watched in the past, how long did you watch them to see if you actually enjoyed it, and then making suggestions of other shows that you'd like. Right? And the list goes on and on and on. At its heart, AI is really just looking for patterns. That's all it is. It's a pattern recognition system 
And it uses lots of math, I mean, really boring, high-level statistics and math to kind of make those determinations and really just say, ah, okay, if this happens 93% of the time, I'm pretty confident that this other thing is what should happen the one other time that it comes in, something along those lines. So what it, what excites you right now in AI advancement? So obviously you have a really unique vantage point being with Kian. So what excites you that you see on the horizon? The thing that really, really gets me is what's kind of been known as the democratization of data. What I mean by that is we go back just 10 years. Tech companies and tech businesses were the only ones who had access to be able to use data to, to make the decisions and make things happen, right? If you weren't uh, an Apple or a Google or an Amazon or a Microsoft or something like that, there wasn't a heck of a lot you could do with data. And so most people weren't even trying to capture it. Or if they were, it would just start sitting there. But what's been really exciting, especially as we come in here in 2020, is that now those data tools are becoming available to just about everybody. Heck, I was, uh, I was online just the other day, and I saw a deep learning neural network, lots of big buzzwords there, camera system for kids. Right? What? <laughs> yeah. It was just on Amazon, and it's this, it's this bundle of a camera system, and you can get a kid to start learning deep learning neural networks for vision systems. And, and that's just, if we think about what's going to happen in the next five to maybe again next 10 years, the whole landscape's going to be different because now everybody's going to be able to do the same stuff that these big data companies have done for the last decade. Yeah, I love it. And, and I mean, all these data, all this data that you're mentioning, I mean, in the machine learning component of it, it's really going to make, uh, obviously, the evolution um, of what's possible. It, I mean, things are moving really at a fast rate now. I can't even imagine what we look like in even just five years um, down the line in terms of what's possible and what kind of, what kind of data points we have next. Um, what, what, what do you think have been some of the more interesting, like, business applications you've seen? Uh, in terms of uh, yeah. in terms of using AI, in terms of processes, things like that, because I've heard some some crazy st um, stories. I'd like to hear what what you've heard. So that's one of the things, and kind of why it's important for us to talk a little about the the myths and facts of what AI is. Is it possible for AI to do some really off the wall crazy stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're talking lots of time investment. The things about what it is possible to do literally right now are what I think are kind of more interesting ones. I'll give you a real brief example. So Kians, we get to work with all sorts of different companies, and we ended up working with a small chain of gas stations out on the East Coast. And they had, quote, unquote, air quotes, no data to use. All they have is a cash register system, and they do happen to have some of those doors that open and close automatically, so like when you walk up mm -hmm. to it. And it was literally all they had as far as sophistication. Well, when you put an AI system on that, what it's able to do is look at when are those doors opening and closing and how rapidly. Then we look at the cash register and we see what sort of transactions are happening and how frequently. By just looking at those two things, we're able to actually figure out when's the busiest traffic times in the store and what are people purchasing at those time periods. From looking at that, we can figure out that our employment schedules aren't really quite in sync. We don't have enough people working the registers wow. at the busiest times. And we actually have people opening the store almost an hour and a half before customers really start to come in. So in just a couple of minutes with two data points, we're able to knock 
like three, I think it was about three hours worth of time for the store being opened out and get more people in during the hours when it's the busiest, which made customers happier, reduced employment cost, but also increased it during the times that were busy, and all in all, it was just a happier uh, result for everybody. And that's on two useless, quote-unquote, pieces of data for a gas station. Man, I love it. I was really hoping you'd give me a super tangible example like that and you delivered, Rob, because I hear these stories all the time. And, and what I like about it is considering today's topic of what's myth and what's right, it's like these small things that would not be possible otherwise. I mean, that's, and that's amazing for that business to be able to do that with two data points. So then it gets you, it gets you thinking like, what if I collect some more data? What if we, what else are we not thinking about? Uh, especially with retail, you just have to use a brick and mortar example or especially with retail and uh, and um, and structuring products and the and the layout of the floor and all these other things like how long are they lingering in a particular area versus another? I mean, there's just, it goes on and on and on. It just gives me excited. I'm like, oh, what's next? What's next? I want to see more. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Rob, yep. if um, what kind of for the people listening, um, what kind of uh, clients just so they know if they, if, if they're a right fit to to follow up and to learn more about Keynes? What kind of clients do you work with? I know you work on the back end, but what kind of clients do you typically work with? Uh, I mean, we work with a lot of the customers that are involved in it. Traditionally, we've dealt with the higher tech companies. So we're really comfortable with some of those big names that everybody recognizes that are making those high tech products. But that's what I was saying. That's what I'm excited about with that democratization of data. Now it can be just about anybody who has anything that collects information. So right now that takes us to kind of your medium-sized companies. We start working in those small companies. But I predict in the next six, five, six years, you're going to start being able to see people doing things even in their own homes. I mean, think of automation in the home and things like that. Uh, heck, you've got things like Nest thermostats and smart thermostats and such that are already doing some AI. TN specifically, we tend to work with any of those companies that are collecting data, be it consumer data or they're just collecting their own process information. And our job is to try to produce value where there previously wasn't any. So, Inside data is a really big one. Lots of companies have it. They're not doing anything with it. Awesome. And uh, if somebody does want to follow up, what's the best route for them to learn about Kiens? I mean, best thing to do, just jump on www.kiens, that's K-E-Y-E-N-C-E.com slash AI. Got a whole website dedicated to how it can be used, use cases, uh, examples and stories from other companies that have put it to good use. Uh, lots of learning. Right. A lot of this is about education. It's a lot less scary when people are familiar and educated with what it can and can't do. Perfect. Well, hey, Rob, it's been awesome uh, catching up with you and learning more about what you're doing over at Kians. But, of course, um, with you uh, talking about artificial intelligence and some facts and some myths about it, so love that, and thank you for the case you study. Um, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, um, share this with your friends and family. I mean, do all those things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Rob, thanks again for coming on the show.